Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Today is Tuesday, July 21st. It is the hub's birthday. Happy birthday to David. We did early morning presents. He decided he wanted his presents first thing so he could play with them all day. So since there's not a lot else we can do right now, that's it's kind of hard to make a birthday celebration fun right now. So he got to have his presents early and now he is happily playing with them. <coughs> Excuse me. He loves the guitar mom. He's very excited. So I'm sure he will uh, contact you later. We've got a whole flock of bush tits coming through here this morning. Tiny little birds, and they all flock together, make little cheeping sounds. Kitties are just going nuts. <laughs> they want one badly. Isabel tried to get the Curd Bill Thrasher nestlings this morning, which is kind of my fault. Uh, have I mentioned, I, I think I did, I don't know. I never remember what I tell you guys, uh, that the curved bill thrashers, which are uh, birds um, pretty distinct in the desert southwest, beautiful song, um, great big long black beak that curves downwards, um, big orange eye. They're pretty, um, I don't want to say tame. I, I think there's actually a word for that, for animals like the quail and the thrashers and the coyotes that are fine with living in and among human habitat, too. They're not tame, but they're, you know, not too suspicious either. So the uh, thrashers have built a nest in the pots that I have hanging on the wall under the portal. I have a couple of potted geraniums there in Talavera pots and one of the thrashers decided this year that that was going to be a great spot for a nest. And it's a big nest, a big twiggy nest. I should go take a picture of it for you guys. It's not a demure cute little hummingbird nest. It's a big old twiggy barrier <laughs> nest. Very high walls. So I haven't been able to see the eggs of the nestlings. I, we'd have to put a step ladder up there or something, climb up to look in, and I haven't been willing to disturb the nest to do that. But now the um, nestlings have definitely hatched because both parents have been ferrying food back and forth, including grapes from the grape arbor, which I find kind of funny and symmetrical. I've, it amuses me that they've been feeding their babies grapes. <laughs> But the interestingly, unlike the bluebird nestlings or the finch nestlings, these do not make any sound. I I can be sitting there right on that bench underneath. You know, it's like a little two-person couch thing, patio furniture thing. I can be sitting right there and parents carrying food into the nestlings, and I never hear a peep out of them. They're very quiet nestlings, which is interesting because the adults are, are quite vocal. So... This morning, both kitties are just on the hunt today for whatever reason. They both 
want to kill something. <laughs> Jackson's, Jackson's been wanting to kill something for two days. Uh, he didn't get anything yesterday, and I can tell he's just not going to be satisfied till he kills something. <sighs> he was really going after the bush tits this morning. And then Isabel, similarly infected, was setting up camp right next to the birdbath fountain out front. She lies down right next to the basin in the shade there, which I'm sure is nice and cool and refreshing. And with her blue smoke coloring, she just blends nicely. So I went and got her and said, no, setting up the ambush. And I took her to the bench under the portal. I know you're all going, well, I wasn't thinking about it. And actually, David and I have been talking about that we thought maybe the nestlings were gone because we hadn't seen any activity in the last day or so. So we thought, oh, well, maybe they fledged and moved on. So I picked up Isabel and I went and put her on the bench because she likes to lay on there. And I said, why don't you sit here in the shade and look out over your territory and, and do this. And I went back inside and I was finishing lifting weights and I heard the thrasher make the alarm call. And I go out there and Isabel's got her paws up on the wall looking up at the nest and the pot. And both thrashers are perched there with their angry orange eyes giving her the glare and squawking at her. So I brought her inside. Nestlings are still there, <laughs> apparently. So um, I, I'm so it's so tempting to go look at them. We um, had winds during the night, which you know, you guys know I'll sleep through anything. I did hear them, but this morning one of my hanging pots was down, and I have those wired up there. I use twist ties, you know, I mean, not amazing wire, but I use twist ties to tie them onto their hooks, and this one had twisted off the hook and sheared off the the drip system cord, that tube that was going to it. And by then, I mean, like, there's this flexible hose, and then there's a plastic T with spikes that goes into each end of the connecting hoses, you know, like the ingoing and the incoming and the outgoing, and then one going down with the little hose with the emitter to drip on the pot. And it had broken off the plastic pieces of the T so that they were stuck inside the hoses, just sheared them off on both sides. So it must have, like, really twisted or something. We, you know, we get those dust devil-type winds, little spinning mini dervishes, and yeah, and it cracked my pot. I mean, plastic, but cracked it open. So I'm going to have to repot that today. That's, this is uh, the big excitement in my life. I am plugging away on the Promised Queen... I made it through like 100 pages yesterday. So I, as I expected, I did really speed up. At this point, I'm mostly just reading with that editorial eye. Although I tell you, by the time I'm done with three hours of that, you know, my three one-hour sprints, um, I'm tired. That definitely takes a lot of focus. And I'm finding minor things. I'm, I'm smoothing at this point. I'm finding little artifacts from stuff that I changed. But it's not big changes at this point. So I anticipate that today I will get through probably most of the rest of the remaining pages. And then I will be able to spend the rest of the week or tomorrow. 
I mean, it's not going to take much. I'm still at like 109,500. I added a little bit back in, but I've still got plenty of room. So certainly by the end of the week, maybe a little bit sooner, I will have added on those scenes to the end. And then I decided I'm going to give Jenny the option that either I can send it to her now for her to do another read, to do her second read, which, you know, the advantage to that is then I get paid. <laughs> I like getting paid. Um, or I could hang on to it and give it another read before I send it to her on August 10th. Um, I definitely need a little, uh, to take a step back. So I'm not going to turn right around and read it again. And so we'll see what she wants to do. I'm actually hoping that she says she wants to give it a read now because I know that um, she will give me the opportunity to go through it again. And we might as well get her thoughts on it before that. You know what I mean? So, and let's see. Thursday, <laughs> there's something scrabbling around in the plants next to me. I think it's one of the, the stink bugs. They make a surprising amount of noise. Thursday, I have a call in the afternoon with Agent Sarah, and we are going to make our plans. I believe I referenced that before. Um, I sent her Dark Wizard pages. And Dorinda, my lovely friend Dorinda, helped me come up with a hook for it. And Sarah, I, I, it's not perfect, but we ended up going with The Witcher Meets the Selection. Um, it's not YA, so I don't, I don't love selection, but I get stuck in YA anyway, so what does it matter? So then Sarah and I started going back with Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Oh, Valley of Plenty. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what she thinks of Dark Wizard. Um, Library Addict pointed out that this was the first time I had slipped and said anything about New Shiny. And I'm trying to think of exactly what I said about it. I didn't go back and listen. I probably let slip that it's science fiction, which I thought I had let slip before, but maybe not. I was trying to be closed-mouthed. So we'll see what Sarah says. If I end up taking that back, I will tell you guys about it. But yes, the working title is Valeria. And it's such a cool story. I'm sorry that nobody wanted to pick it up. I mean, it was, well, I know I keep going back over and over this. It was so close, so close. Um, at several places, you know, and like, <clears throat> I think I can say this. Did I, and I may have said it before, who knows. But, you know, like um, Davy Pillai at, I, I never know if it's Devi or Davy. I think it's Devi, it's D-E-V-I, but Sarah has a southern accent, and so she always says it, I think she thinks she's saying Devi, but she's go Davy. <laughs> that North Carolina accent, you know, which I do know well because all of my family is from, my daddy's family is from North Carolina. And actually, it's even worse than that. There's a considerable more twang to it because <clears throat> they're from the Piedmont area. 
we won't go into my accent. Although David used to laugh when I was talking to the phone, talking to the phone, talking on the phone to my grandmother that I would start slipping into a North Carolina accent. I would start unconsciously mimicking her. From my very early days, apparently, my formative years spent in the South, which there were only three of them, so, you know, but, you know, learning to talk and all that. So, anyway, Diviot said, I fucking love this book. And another editor who I just love and want to want to work with um, very nearly took it. I mean, they were so close, you know, and but the marketing. So I'll take it back and I will write it because I think it's a great story. And, of course, Grace is all wanting to, you know, she's just focusing entirely on self-publishing after this. After she gets out Raven Unveiled, um, she likes self-publishing so much more than trad publishing. And it's interesting to chat with her about it. In fact, when I was talking to her about that, I was having to come up with the hook for Sarah. She said, well, keep me updated. She said, even though I don't want to do that, I still want to hear about it, <laughs> which made me laugh. It's like, well, good, because you're my friend, and so you have to hear about it. <laughs> but it'll be interesting. I have only ever done, um, created something for well that's not true let me back up i was gonna say i'd only ever created something for self-publishing once and and actually that's true sorceress moons was always intended to be for self-publishing and because even though the missed connections contemporary romance series i did entirely self-published it was never trad published at all it, I had originally started that first one for those Cosmo Red Hot reads, and then they sat on it for so long, and I ended up not getting published. But I had originally intended it for that. So, um, so Valeria would be like Missed Connections. It would end up being on a, you know, that I tried for trad and taking it directly to self pub instead. Um, We'll just see. It depends on what Sarah thinks about Dark Wizard, right? And about some of my other ideas. And I feel like I'm so much in, up in the air right now, although it doesn't bother me. Um, Grace keeps asking me what I'm going to write for our midwinter anthology. And I know I've talked about this before, that I need to do a novella for that, and which is called Under the Winter Sky. I've already gotten Melissa Marr's story. Hers is done. She sent it to me. I haven't read it yet. But I know that um, Grace is picking on hers. Hers is mostly done. And Leslie Penelope has written hers. So, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not even sure what I'm going to write yet. But it just so much depends on what happens with St. Martin's and what Sarah thinks, so it'll be good to have this call with her and sort of line out my ducks that way. But I definitely want whatever novella I put into that to interface with what I'm lining up for next year. And when I told Grace, <laughs> I, you know, when I was explaining that, that's what I was waiting on, you know, and, and I don't have to have this done until what we decide mid-October. And she said, well, if I write as 
if I wrote as fast as you do, that's how I would do it too. <laughs> so there is the advantage of that, that I do write fast enough that I feel like I can get that out, get that out then. So, let's see. So, yeah, if, um, if that timing actually works out great, and Sarah was the one who had emailed me and said, should we talk? Because she's aware I'm doing dev edits too, so she knew I'd be queuing up. So, finishing out this particular revision of Promised Queen and talking to Sarah, we'll see what I move to next. Um I kind of like to keep writing Dark Wizard, but but we'll see. We'll see. Um, if she wants to, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I keep saying that. We'll see. See how it's like up in the air? You know, it's it just depends on which project I really need to start pushing through the pipeline. And I don't have anything right now that I don't have any contractual deadlines left, right, other than this August 10th. 10th deadline for Promised Queen. Um, otherwise, I'm pretty free. You know, I finished out the Sorcerer's Moon series. Uh, I know some of you would love for me to go back and finish those last two Misconnections books. I should do that. I might do that sometime. I keep thinking I should do a Kickstarter for it, and that way I won't. I'm almost out of the hole on those books. I'm, <laughs> But boy, has that taken a long time. Yeah. So, I guess I don't have much else to say this morning. No. All right. I am going to go get to work. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I guess I do have one more thing to say. It's going to be fun. Um, Dorinda is going to co-write with me this morning. She said that she was really looking for someone to just like be on Zoom with her to help her keep on task because she has a book due. And so we're going to try that out this morning. So that'll be kind of fun. And which means I have... I can't just putter like I normally do and just start when I start. I need to actually be on task because we're going to meet at 9. And it is 8.38 right now. So I need to get my adorable rear in gear, <laughs> as it were. Uh, all right. Uh, first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you'll find other podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye.